This episode of the Misadventurous podcast is a very beautiful, raw and real chat that I have with Jade. She's a health and movement coach, and she's one of the most raw and honest shakers on social media right now. If you follow her on socials, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, get on over to her on Facebook and Instagram. She is Jade Dallas Health Coach or Facebook Jade Dallas Health and Movement Coach. We have an awesome chat about her purpose which is teaching women how to let go of their limiting beliefs about themselves and help them embrace their relationships and their own bodies. Her and I share a passion for food. We connect on that and so many other really good things. She's got some crazy good insights into diet culture and some great tips on how to create awareness around your own body's cues and how to create a healthy relationship with food. This episode is perfect for you if you've ever struggled with your own relationship about food. And we talk about why support is essential to pull yourself out of your own thoughts and to carry on. You may want to grab some headphones because this raw and real chat contains a few F-bombs and S-bombs. And if you've got little ones around, you may not want them hearing that much realness. Welcome to Misadventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge, a colour lover who's filling out the grey area that we call life to help you live a more colourful life and help you unlock your mind so that you can be adventurous too. Jade, I absolutely love your honesty. You know, you're so bloody real on social media. (laughs) Hashtag Instagram is a highlight reel. (laughs) Trying to keep that shit real. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I think it's really important that we do keep that shit real. For sure. Yeah. 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 What propels you to do that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I grew up in a family where we were really encouraged to talk about our feelings a lot. And I think in the sense of just just that vulnerability piece, right? Because it is vulnerable being real, sharing what is actually going on in your life, right? Like no masks. It's scary. It's scary sharing that part of you because I think we're so consumed with worrying about what other people think of us. But I do know, um, and, I, and I'm just so like, hand on heart like just grateful for my parents especially my mum just really showing me like true vulnerability um and being around that you know throughout my childhood um I you know we 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 are we're naturally you know conditioned in some way throughout our our childhood and we, we move through certain things as we get older but just having that um growing up I really feel like it's just always been really important to me to just share the truth to 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 be real um and I feel like it's 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 a weird thing I feel like I'm like lying to myself when I'm not being real with everyone and I know I go through phases right I'm not always being like completely there but yeah I think it's just important to share to share as as much as we as we can so yeah I'd, I'd say it's definitely just through that I think with that as well your realness it really does come through like so much of the stuff like how do you come up with the content and the things that you say I guess it's always really easy easier to share what you're actually going through as well right like you know what's alive I'm always coming back to that question like what what is what is alive for me right now because when we're able to really tap into that you know like maybe an experience we're going through 
and then to be able to share that you know right now it's freaking present it's, it's not about the, the past it's not about the future it's like what's actually going through now it's not easier but you know you can share from that place and I think for me like I'm always kind of basing my content on my own my, you know my own struggles like what I've moved through with this you know this binge eating bulimia disorder um and I guess the food element right the food freedom that's such a a big piece of the work that I do um and then kind of correlating to the, the body image like it's again it's through my own struggles I think that I I know that I create the content based on kind of what I've moved moved through and still, right? Still evolving. It's not like I'm suddenly at this <laughs> this high pedestal. Like I've, I'm healed, bitches. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a constant evolvement. Like I've I've done so much, yeah, so much work in myself, and I'm still doing so much work. And it's not like I'm not like, boom, there I am, like you know, shiny and sparkly. But like have have moved through and let go of so much. So mm. yeah, it's it's the journey. It's the it's the adventure. It's just <laughs> right? like from looking at it on social media and meeting you, it seems like you've got it so together mm. in that sense. But then seeing you on there and watching you cry on mm. like in a video, it's so touching and it makes me want to, you know, it resonates with you and it makes me want to kind of speak to you a lot more and kind of get to know you mm. And because I really connect with your content and know you as a person. Do you find that like other people are doing the same? Um, I feel like there is definitely a movement in terms of helping women have healthy relationships with themselves and their bodies. Um, I definitely like I, I probably have like maybe a couple of actually no one one good friend and she's an amazing 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 woman she's doing kind of similar similar work Courtney Dunn worthwhile epic lady there's definitely I think in terms of the fitness industry and the diet industry that is this like so embedded right in the fitness industry this this work is new it, it is a movement and I feel like yeah it's just so important to be just to, to be sharing more about this right like we can be wrapped in this whole like you know this need to feel like we need to change our bodies like you know that's going to solve all our problems like mm. it's just not the case tell me some of the work that you're doing to fight that it's it's scary to be honest because I feel like I'm a freaking outsider in the 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 fitness industry like you know there's there's a lot of you know the fitness industry is focused on the you know changing your body externals there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good and and feel good but it's the the intention around that's all there is and I think it's this this whole relationship that we can suddenly create with ourselves right like we're not just our bodies we're not just what we look like there's so much more than than how we look like and there's so many people like you know and it's through my own experience with clients and stuff right that, that we're losing the weight and changing their bodies and still not feeling happy you'll program yourself to think like okay at the end once I've reached that that point that's going to be where I've got my happiness and then they'll get to that point and it's like oh no there's still something missing I want to lose more weight I want to lose more weight or whatever mm. so I guess it's just that whole sharing sharing my truth and just kind of being okay to be different which is yeah hard and it is a choice it's a constant choice because you know I'm not the personal trainer that's going to be like all right what are we cutting out you know you're going to be doing like five six sessions a week um, restrict, 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 calorie deficit, you know, that's mm. just kind of, I guess, the, again, generalizing, but that's the general kind of way of, I guess, you know, kind of get trained with a PT. Yeah. Um, so you're a PT? 
So I'm a personal trainer. I call myself a health and movement coach. I mean, you can label yourself, you know, but the health and movement coach feels aligned for me. I'm not doing personal training full time, but I do classes, so fitness classes at a couple of gyms and the online health coaching, which is kind of my my passion. It is like my, my fuel. Yeah, it's been such a journey for me like creating this business to really help women on another level in a sense it's limiting beliefs around ourselves, right these 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 feelings of not being good enough or feeling unworthy and really helping women break through that diamentality so they can get that you know create that food freedom and really fucking embrace their bodies let alone what they look like i think it's the hardest thing to do to look at your body and not instantly pick it apart mm because we are conditioned to look at you know what we don't like right like Mm. hating our bodies and I think women and I'm not saying this is not just women men as well but we're so good at comparing ourselves to other women oh yeah and being like why doesn't my body look like that why why can't I look like that and like hands down I was one of those those women that especially when I started in the fitness industry was just comparing myself to every single personal trainer around me I'm not good enough I need to do more things I didn't feel qualified enough and the body thing as well I always needing to change my body because I always hated my legs I was like really chunky I was always very athletic from rowing I've always been very physical you condition yourself to to speak badly about yourself right like in the sense of just the body the body piece yeah and that can become and it's like you know it's really toxic toxic habit that i know so many women struggle with yeah it's mental and have you struggled with it yourself you were saying that the whole eating disorder and things like that Mm. can we go into your experience from there yeah yeah for sure i guess for me like I, as I was saying before, I've always been quite sporty, right? Mm. I've always been very, like, sporty in the sense of athletic, outdoor education. That was my favourite subject at school. Um, I did PE. So I never really was, like, I never really struggled with, I guess, my relationship to my body at school. I do remember, like, wanting to lose weight at school. I remember wanting to, to slim down or something, and I kind of, like, cut food down for a little bit. Then I'm like, fuck this. Like, this is bullshit. And just kind of let it go. But I guess my whole obsession with my body started when I first started working as a personal trainer and I had lost some weight two or three months prior from cutting calories and exercising quite regimentally and it was kind of like the sudden like power I was just like oh my god I can change the way I look like you know and getting getting fueled by the compliments and and what everyone was saying like oh my god blah, blah 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 you look really good and then my friend was like hey why don't you become a personal trainer you'd be freaking amazing at that you love you love health you love fitness you're so good with you know people you love helping people and I'm like yes like I found my calling you know <laughs> from someone that had traveled like I don't know through three years and just didn't really know what she was doing so yeah for me the obsession with changing my body started when I was becoming when I became a PT in Wellington and it was this obsession with yeah, how I look. I was very, I was just saying before, how I was very good at, um, very good, but um, just this comparison-itis, I call it. I was just comparing myself to every other personal trainer. I felt like I wasn't, like, qualified enough. I felt like, because I'd done, like, a, it was like a year, fast forward you into the, the fitness industry, but it was oh. a very, like, it was, I was doing five days a week, nine to five kind of thing, but it was a specific training to become a PT, 
but I was like I don't have a diploma of exercise like I need more qualifications and I was like if I don't look a certain way then people won't want to train with me I guess it was um, that fixation of like you know my body is my identity and I need to look like really 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 fit or like that's all I've got right Um, so yeah that's kind of when I really I guess restricting my, my food and I and I say restricting I've always been reasonably healthy like you know I love I love food like food is like my biggest freaking passion oh right? my god I'm with you right there <laughs> food is amazing food is like food is life and I just love food growing up in a really foodie orientated family um so I've always enjoyed eating really healthy um but for me I guess when I was combining this exercise this intense exercise and um yeah training a lot and not eating enough just this intense um yeah restriction and kind of you know starvation started occurring and and this is such a big component of not all binge eating disorders and obviously eating disorders are so varied you know from from anorexia you know to the low end of like you know not eating orthorexia where you're like super fixated on every single little macro micronutrient Mm. you know and I was very orthorexic at times as well like couldn't leave the house without you know my bag of like nuts you know um everything had to be I I definitely was I was measuring and 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 I never I I did count calories but it was yeah like the measuring the the obsession the The weighing of everything yeah yeah, and it's just so fucking draining like it's interesting that a lot of fitness um, people will prescribe that, you know, mm, weigh everything, yeah, count yeah. your calories and all that sort of thing. And it's the obsession that goes into that, right? Yeah. Like you're constantly thinking about, like, you know, I'm eating this, like, what does this weigh? There's so many apps that measure how many calories you're getting mm. in each day. And it's just draining. Yeah. It's so draining. And you become obsessed with your food. And and this is this is the, the unhealthy obsession as well, right? Like, mm. I really feel like, you know, the obesity epidemic is is a disordered eating epidemic right um and because i feel like disordered eating stems from this unhealthy relationship that we have to food and i feel like we um again obviously as a nation i know new zealand is like i think we're the third fattest country in the world wow i think i think pretty sure the states are up there as well what's about it it goes like the states australia <laughs> yeah, New Zealand. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like oh shit um but it's this this unhealthy relationship that, that you know we have been conditioned by the fitness industry the fitness industry is you know is monetizing on people's insecurities of not feeling good enough and we need to like you know change our bodies in order to feel enough and a diet will only work until it doesn't work the majority of people are like we're on like we're always dieting we're always dieting we're always trying to create some kind of control and disordered eating is this this fluctuation between being on a diet and then completely blowing out right because like again diets will only work until they they don't work so disordered eating just flows into suddenly feeling so out of you know a loss and out of control with your food that suddenly you're in a really really bad place and it's this emotional eating it's a binge eating it's unable you're unable to really process your emotions right it's just the reaching for food to cope Mm, um, it's a big one it's humongous it's humongous like you know I mean obviously I never got to 
you know, I'm, I'm morbidly obese. I did put on a lot of weight when I was going through my binge eating kind of cycles, but I never was obese, and I, I, I can't I can't relate in that sense, like, you know, but I do know that, you know, someone that is on the other, the heavy end of the spectrum, that emotional binge eating is a huge component of, of where they're at. I think a lot of it would also be you mentioned it before it's the identity right Mm. like identifying with your body as Mm. your personal trainer and Mm. you are thin like this is who you are it's how you look Mm. and I'm going through my own identity crisis at the Mm. moment as to who I am am I Tiff the radio announcer and that's all I am as a part of my identity or am I is that a part of my life can I allow myself to identify with other things? Like how did you get to that point where do you still identify with yourself as just your body or it's, it sounds like you don't. No, no. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I definitely am in the, the most empowered place I've ever been in terms of my body and just my relationship to my body. And for me, yeah, it's taken a long time to get here and I really believe that at the beginning of this year when I had an incredible burnout phase I had kind of worked myself to death last year in Byron Wow! (laughs) with a true obsession for like what it was I was doing you know kind of first starting the health coaching and I'm coaching clients and I was just like oh my this is like you know the best thing ever I've found you know that purpose like da 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 but yeah I it led me to insane amount of burnout and my binge eating had kind of come back out of nowhere and it was just this stress that had always been at the 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 forefront of my binge eating disorder like it was just not being able to cope and manage with my stress the putting on weight throughout that period of time I was devastated but I knew that just on a soul level that I needed to really be looking at you know this time and this point in my life because it had happened you know two or three times down the track that this was really like an opportunity to really freaking do something completely different this is where I really feel like a, a huge part of you know our healing we're always moving through whatever healing means to you kind of thing yeah I I asked myself like I need to to get out of this space and not get out of it but what can I learn here and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do things completely differently and it was this this really and truly letting go of this diet mentality that had run my life for Mm. so long and giving myself unconditional permission to eat I like that unconditional permission to eat to really come back into trusting and knowing that my body knew what you know what it was that it was wanting and needing and actually listening to that right that's the biggest thing how do you stop yourself from going overboard though (sighs) this is where it is terrifying when you have you know been in a or are in a position with emotional and binge eating right and Mm. in a sense right I mean you can make it complicated but the whole like basis of binge and emotional eating is you wire yourself to eat like you you literally wire in your brain you are wiring yourself to whatever you're going through whatever emotion whatever is happening in your life like it's this this habit that you suddenly have you suddenly start creating giving yourself unconditional permission to eat in these periods of time can feel really fucking scary because you feel like you're 
going to really just keep on like you know how am I going to get out of that if I yeah. if I give myself unconditional permission today what's gonna what's gonna change I feel like it'll be cake for breakfast yeah. every day yeah. for unconditional <laughs> eating but you know I literally I literally went through probably about two weeks where I actually just gave myself full permission just to just eat whatever the hell I wanted what did you eat I was at home I was actually at home at this period of time and um, where's home so Nelson oh, Nelson yeah okay. going back to kind of reset and take some time out of um, my life was huge and my dad who's a gluten-free and paleo baker insane cook um but loves like loves making insane pastries and like cakes and like literally it was like i was eating sounds like the dream chocolate it was amazing (laughs) it was freaking amazing yeah but yeah it was it was literally like chocolate cake i was eating chocolate cake for breakfast yeah just eating a lot of a lot of sugar a lot of stuff um and just literally was just like all right fuck it i'm just gonna go to town and after like it was probably in the first week I was like fuck I'm f-. I mean I was already feeling pretty freaking shit right I was really struggling with a lot at that point but my body just started to be like all right like I'm not feeling good like I actually feel disgusting and I actually was just like okay I'm gonna listen like what does my body actually want me to fuel it and I started to actually feel like I wanted to eat vegetables like it sounds, it sounds like, you know, or it makes real sense. And, you know, if this is the whole process of intuitive eating, which is what I'm such a, you know, big advocate now for is just the power of listening to our bodies. I really found that just going through that, that, that period of really just giving myself permission to eat Mm. and there's a difference with giving yourself permission to eat and being like okay I'm going to go to absolute town I was very wanting to focus on you know these internal body cues and this is about honoring your hunger and honoring your fullness Mm. and just having that that seed planted there right this wasn't about judging myself to for for maybe eating more than I you know was when I was full like eating past that it was just about that curiosity kind of mindset and being like okay like what's going on here and it's just this this pause like pushing pause on these these binges right because when we binge eat when we emotional eat there's always going to be like this part where it's like the urge the urge will come up there'll be an emotional emotion that will come up or there'll be something that you're wanting to suppress and push down and if you can just start to just get curious with you know what is going on in your head and allow yourself I call it's like a self the self-soothing talking to yourself and just trying to get yourself through that point even if it's like you pausing for five minutes and resisting this urge right you're going to actually help your brain create new neurological pathways so you're able to tangent off and not feel like you need to reach for food when you say listening to your body, how would you do that? It, you know, the tapping into when you're full and when you're not full. Mm. I found in the past it's really hard to do, mm. especially when I'm like a eyes are bigger than my belly. Yeah. So I will, you know, load on the plate yeah. and feel bad like I'm wasting food if mm. I don't eat at all. Mm. And my hunger, mm. like it, it's taken some time, but to go actually just leave the plate, mm. leave whatever's there. Mm. Mm. that takes a lot mm, definitely and I think we have to really look at how um, how we're eating like the, mm. the environments that we're eating are we actually 
consciously being mindful of where we are because it's so easy to eat on the go right like we are multitasking we're we're eating in the car we're eating on the run and I think the real big um the the real power of really coming into just this internal like I call it your internal hunger cues right getting curious around what do you notice in your body like what would you say like Tiff what 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 happens for you when you're hungry like what do you notice like what would you notice any physical kind of sensations I think I definitely feel it in my stomach yeah sometimes um depending on whether or not I have eaten like my energy levels will just be so low perfect yeah and I'll be like you know it's kind of that need for a coffee sort of thing (laughs) yeah yeah but having recently given up coffee I know that it's it's got to be something else now Mm, you know mm. sometimes it'll be just a case of where I just don't feel quite right yeah yeah. a lot of it tends to be yeah this feeling so it it, but it's taken some time to recognize like Mm. number one identify when they're happening and then and then come to a conclusion that I'm hungry yeah it's not like and for me I'm the sort of person if I'm at home and I'm like taking a break and going to have a cup of tea I'm like oh I'm gonna look in the cupboard I'm gonna eat this like not even think about it procrastination and then you're suddenly like you know in the loop of like just eating because you know what else kind of thing yeah yeah and I think that's the biggest part like you know this this just being the having the awareness right like creating the awareness like okay you notice that you know it's, it's great that you can even verbalize that as well because sometimes people can't even verbalize on like I don't even know when I'm hungry like mm. like just the whole putting together of like okay I can yeah. feel it in my stomach my energy just how I'm feeling right like our moods kind of thing like okay I need to I need to eat mm. something I'm shitty I'm yeah hungry. I'm hungry <laughs> like I'm hangry I'm like, give me some food yeah <laughs> so that's just really important to to just notice that physiological cues of when your body is actually hungry mm. um, and it's that differentiating it between emotional hunger and physical hunger ah. right and I always say it's this this question that you can ask yourself say if you are feeling like you're you're going into the cupboard and it's like a procrastination thing or you're bored just asking yourself the simple question like am I hungry right because it's this talk the self-talk like our words our words are our medicine and and when we are you know healing or trying to create a healthy relationship to food we need to be so aware of the thoughts and our stories that we're running in our head Mm. around food around our body what's going on like you know I'm gonna eat because it's you know gonna make me feel better or you know and then you're suddenly like hey like where does like where is that coming from um so yeah the difference between the physical hunger the emotional hunger getting curious around your body's physical cues um and I always look at it like um I call it like a hunger scale so this is part of like intuitive eating I guess the the practice of intuitive eating and it was created by two doctors I think it was in 1995 this incredible book I've done quite a bit of research and study into intuitive eating but it's we look at it like a hunger scale so you've got one zero sorry zero to ten zero is when you are like there's nothing in the tank right if you look at your body like on a car right so Mm -hmm. compare your body to a car and you're driving and your little orange light comes on because the car's dead right and how how many times do we drive for 20 30 k's or maybe five or ten minutes and then the car crashes out and you're like fuck you know knew yeah. i should have filled it up pity. yeah so this is what we look at this this the hunger scale based on yourself and when you you know should technically be starting to eat so zero is very 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 hungry 10 is absolutely completely stuffed 
we want to start looking at eating around like a two three so when we when we are noticing those physical hunger cues right because it's so easy to push past our hunger Mm -hmm. and be like it's not lunch yet i mean i personally i feel that intermittent fasting is a diet like Mm. like just that's just my my like take on it because it's again pushing past hunger and I know there's a lot of you know benefits of intermittent fasting but for me I get like I get triggered if I don't allow myself to eat when I'm hungry mm-hmm. so this noticing of like where your phys- your body is on a physical scale allowing yourself to eat at that point and you're wanting to try and get to an eight on the scale right so where you're not completely stuffed mm-hmm. and this is where it's like been... sated kind yeah, of thing yeah sati- satiated um, and it's that taking the time as well, taking time with your meal. Because if we're scoffing down food, which is what you will do when you have a binge, you know, binge eating, emotional eating kind of um, problem, is that you do not have the awareness, right? And you can just smash back so much food in like two, three hours, and then you suddenly like come to, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, how did I suddenly polish off all of that? And it's this, you're not there. You're not physically there. So the actual being, like, consciously aware, like, being present with your food, being mindful is so, so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. It's almost like going back to that whole, you know, you've eaten something and you you can't even believe that you've eaten that whole packet because I think you're right. Like, you're not present. We're slightly disconnected from the action of us. Speed pilot, like movies, right? And then you go popcorn and you're just like... (laughs) Yeah. And that's generally just an experience when we go to the movies, I think, sometimes. But just that's that that noticing, right? Like... Mm the mindfulness kind of goes out the window when we're yeah but when you're suppressing emotions that you don't want to be feeling through eating you're not going to be in your body no it's literally you're you're, you're numbing it's a form of numbing would you say that you are quite a spiritual person I mean it's funny because I I hate labeling myself I know it's like people like oh you're really spiritual and I'm like I'm just me y'all like (laughs) but like yes like I I definitely feel like I guess I am a spiritual a spiritual person whatever that means like I think everybody's definition of it is different yeah I really do believe that everything is happening for us and our greatest good like I look at the times that I just yeah was struggling on such a level and just being like you know just I'm done like just wanting out and I guess you know it is always those times when you move through something really horrific and you get out of it and you're just like man like Mm. that is fucking insane like I'm so proud and acknowledge yourself for moving through that and then being like yes that happened for me like look at what's come out of that yeah Um, I mean you put on Facebook a couple of weeks ago like how you your dad was telling you to file for bankruptcy mm, and everything like mm. that like where what was the lesson in that the lesson for me, um, I think, was to just stay in my lane and really do me because it's so easy to be not manipulated but to be affected by what other people say to you, especially family right like we love our families like well generally we love our families and you can't choose your families right you're you're stuck with them I'm sorry that's that's your family right Mm -hmm. and yeah we we want to make our families proud like you know I've always you know just wanted to 
make my parents proud, help them, give give back to them. And I really kind of was at that point where, you know, I had the opportunity, I guess, to kind of go in and, and help dad with, you know, his business, family business, become part of that. And I was just like, I'm done with trying to, to fit and kind of go with like you know the mold of what we expected to do like for me just to really be like no I'm choosing myself even though like choosing myself in the sense of choosing to continue with this coaching and continue to do this you know the thing that really like I freaking love and I'm so passionate about even though I had a choice to go in a different kind of direction. Did you have that passion there when you had to make that choice? It's funny because I I said to myself like the the biggest thing that got me through that that time was knowing that if I was going through this that someone else was going through the same thing. So if I could get myself through this, then I'm going to go out and find that person and if I can help them get out of the the, the hole that they're in. So that was kind of the the motivation for me. Obviously, I wasn't in a place to really be coaching or helping people because Mm -hmm. I was really working through a lot of my, like a lot for myself. What was the process of picking up those pieces and, and, you know? I I got help. I got support. And I think that's the biggest thing that can feel really freaking scary when we are trying to do it all ourselves, and you know I know I've always been very much the 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 go 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 you know I always talk about this masculine and feminine that you know the the balance between the two you know that we all that we all have we we are made up of, of different things obviously but I've always been very much in my masculine and allowing myself to really just rest and receive and know that you know this was part of me and and it was what was so desperately needed was a choice but I I chose to obviously come back to Nelson to reset I was working with a coach um, an NLP coach and I had a therapist in Nelson as well so working with two kind of separate ladies just taking some time out like taking some real true time out like to really heal and this was after you know a year of health coaching and then doing all this stuff right I'd, I'd built my business up and I'd worked with people but yeah that was my <laughs> that was my journey the first year of my health coaching was just noticing this this intense burnout that you know I was kind of creating for myself because I felt like I needed to suddenly be at this insane level and the pressure the pressure that I was putting on myself that first year in business was just huge and very unrealistic yeah (laughs) it's crazy interesting how when you just let go of that pressure because it's all self-imposed oh yes that life just tends to be a little bit easier Mm. and you can kind of lean into what the world is actually sending you yeah so true and that's that trusting a yeah that trusting and the surrendering yeah which is freaking scary (laughs) we're so attached to the yeah i need to like you know be pushing and resisting and Mm -hmm. and it's that whole like it's the ego it's that ego trip like you know like I'm safe here like even though you might not be enjoying your experience this this the ego is like you know but you know you're you're safe like you know you're you're just so used to it kind of thing like who would you be without this struggle yeah you know or without this high achievement that you think is the be all and end all 100 percent. and even when you get there it's not even worth it exactly and it's that whole identity piece as well right Mm. like the identity and like yeah letting go letting go in this like it's the surrender it's 
it's true freaking surrender I think it's, um, which it, is terrifying. Yeah, and it is that that whole gap where you think your world is, mm. or your life is, or what you want it to be, and like what the world is around you are like two different things. They're two different levels, two different planes. The sooner you let go of what your ideal world is, or what you're striving for, and you know, like you think it's achievable, but if you have to like burn yourself out for it, it's mm. not achievable. Mm. And when you can let go of it, it's almost like oh. All of this has been going on the whole time and it's fine, (laughs) but you don't ever see it because you're too busy chasing this thing that's like unachievable. The bright and shiny. Yeah. We definitely go through those things for a reason, right? Like the, Mm -hmm. the, the burnout, the just getting, getting more crystal clear. It's just clarifying more of like what it is that you don't want in a sense. Right. And knowing that you, you really can, it always, it's that remembrance of that, you know, coming back to that, that choosing, you have the power of choice. I think we sometimes get lost in just like, you know, forgetting that. Or we do kind of, yeah, associate just that victim mentality and being like, that's, you know, I'm poor me, I'm so out of control. Like, why is this happening to me? Mm. Why, 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 why? <laughs> and that just digs you into that, you know, freaking hole and the back and forth of overanalyzing. Right. Yeah. I always say it's the quality of, you know, the questions that you ask yourself, you know, are just so powerful. Like it, it's, it's, again, it comes back to that self-talk and how we speak to ourselves. but the quality of our questions really determine how we are able to move through things, you know, hence why we need effing coaches and people to keep us accountable and, and open up things that we might not even have realized, right? It's that change in perspective and, and all of that. And I guess, obviously I've done the health coaching and, and trained and done all of that. So the language and, and all of that is just super super yeah super important i love that you got support as well i think Mm. it's really important and what i'm finding now these days is going through my whole journey the letting go of what i think i want and then actually opening myself up to the support that Mm. is currently around me Mm. like it's so important to know that like you're not alone but also like there are people there that can help you in ways that you had no idea Mm. you just kind of have to let them Mm. And build up that sort of understanding that your mind can play tricks on you. Oh, 100%. Like your thoughts aren't the be-all and end-all. <laughs> You're not your thoughts. Yes. Right? You're not your effing thoughts. Like... Which is like to even think about that sounds so weird. <laughs> like I'm not my thoughts. What? Huh? Yeah, yeah. But it is. Like it's so true. Yeah. And like our thoughts, like we think up to 60,000 thoughts a day, right? God. Like 60,000 motherfucking thoughts a day, <laughs> y'all. That's a lot of thoughts. And we're, we're going to, you know, in terms of how our brains work, like we, we distort, we generalize, or we're going to like store. Obviously thoughts do create our reality, but it's just really important to remember that we are condition as human beings to really focus negatively right 85 percent of what we think is is generally going to be be negative wow and a belief is literally just what you think again and again and again and again right so your thoughts create your beliefs and we are only acting on our beliefs right what we believe so it's just the importance of coming back to just the freaking importance of the thoughts like our, our talk our self-talk mm-hmm. you know what we are what we are saying to ourselves like and what we believe about ourselves yeah yeah 100 <laughs> it's mental to think that that's exactly what 
you can easily get carried away with. Mm. And that would be why people binge eat because mm. their thoughts are so negative and the and the beliefs about themselves is like I'll never change yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, and I'm deserving. Like yeah. I'm deserving to put myself through this. I think that was definitely the the biggest thing that like I've seen with clients and it was definitely a big part of my story as well when I was struggling was feeling like I wasn't deserving of my health and my happiness. And it's like when you start looking at those beliefs and how important it is to really start reshuffling and, and rechanging and reprogramming those beliefs, like, you know, how much things really start flowing and moving in the way that you want to. But I think it's also like it's important to give yourself permission to let go of those beliefs. Like, oh, for sure. Just because they are a belief doesn't mean that you need to hold on to it. Mm. And I think one thing that I, again, have learned, like I was actually just saying before, like, I was so fixated on what I felt like I should be doing that I wasn't giving myself permission to feel Mm. what I should be doing. Mm. And it's kind of one thing that I've forgotten that I am the master of my own destiny. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And intuitive, right? Like intuition, like listening to your body and just your your higher self, right? Mm. Like that is such a, I think it's such a practice that we really have, become out of touch and out of sync with right just intuitive like you know like what is best for you but it's just like taking the 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 steps not the steps but actually allowing yourself to listen Mm. right like i'm listening like you know what is going on yeah for you yeah gee that's it's so true Mm. and it's really comforting to know that i'm not alone 100 <laughs> percent. that is such a big thing yeah i do think like you know when we're struggling with our relationship to food and our body and ourself like you feel like especially if it's not something that generally a lot of the time people you know aren't speaking about this openly so you feel like you are the only one that's struggling kind of thing mm. so i think it's so comforting right when you can hear other people that have gone through similar stuff and like god there's just so many so many women out there that struggle with the relationship to themselves and their body and, mm. and namely food and exercise plays into that and yeah just to know like you're not alone everyone is on their own own journey to, to coming back into just really you know like you said as a self-love kind of acceptance kind of thing but yeah just to really trust like you know trusting in your journey that's something I'm like I always remind myself as well like just to trust like what is going on when I first got to New Zealand I was so like I must have this unwavering belief that things are going to turn out this certain way and it was just like no I don't think you even need the belief in that. You just need to believe that you're going to be okay and then Mm. what's coming to you will Mm. if you listen to your body, you know, if you Mm. listen to your body in the direction that it's taking you, Mm. which is something that I clearly wasn't doing at the start of when I moved here Mm. because the direction that my life is currently going in is very separate and very different (laughs) to the one that I thought I was going in when I first got here so it was so like so much growth but so much learning that like it's more trust than it is belief of what you're meant to be doing it's Mm. trusting that your body will take you it is your vehicle Mm. it will take you to where you need to go Mm. and actually being grateful for it and thanking it Mm. you know 100% yeah that's such an important piece rebuilding that relationship you have like right now yeah 
right because I really believe if we aren't allowing ourselves to really embrace and just have compassion and acceptance on ourselves now like where we are now Mm -hmm. right now then no matter what kind of work you do on your yourself in the sense of like physical then if you lose weight or whatever like you're still going to be struggling with that part that relationship piece yeah and I talked to a guy about this and he said something that was so like freaking like powerful and it really just like hit a note for me and he had said that he had lost a lot of weight he'd lost like 20 kilos and everyone was just like you know my god that's so amazing so amazing and he's like the thing is jade that i still feel like that fat fat guy Mm. i still feel like i'm this fat guy i look in the mirror and i'm still that person and i'm just like holy shit it's this this relationship that we have to ourselves, right? The importance of that inner, that inner work, the, the mindset, the whatever you want to call it, like that, the inner health, that is the the, the important piece to work on. And the, like other the, stuff, the other stuff will flow, right? The other stuff will flow. Getting healthier, you know, whatever health is for you, it's different for every single person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, inner health, eh? So important. Fucking yes. Mm. With that concept yeah. of it, like it, it is, once your inner health and it's mental as well as it is physical, it's inner, <clears throat> the self-talk, all in one. Mm. Once that's square and mm. good, everything else, you're right, falls into place. Mm. And that's like can correlate to your gut health as well, right? Your inner mm. health and like gut health is such a huge component in the sense of um, how you're feeling as well, right? Like your microbiome, like your healthy bacteria in your gut, if you're struggling or your body doesn't have enough healthy bacteria in your gut you're going to be struggling to produce um, serotonin and serotonin obviously our you know happy good feel chemical hormone that we feel when we're doing exercise anything to get our our heart rate up 75 percent of our serotonin is made in our gut Wow. so the importance of our gut health is just like instrumental i didn't know that that makes a lot of sense yeah so in a health not just your mind and your heart, but your your gut. Like, yeah, it all works together. It's all on one freaking big <laughs> juicy thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's the human body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you unwind, or what's your favourite way to unwind? I would say nature. I love nature. I am such an outdoor. Like I literally go climb a tree and like you know meditate in a tree. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag happy. Um, <laughs> hashtag gypsy. But yeah, I'd say nature and meditation. Like I mean, I meditate like every day, kind of thing. And I guess that's kind of like a daily practice. Um, I call it like my soul care. But yeah, meditation and nature. Just getting out and just chilling connecting with the earth mm-hmm. so good i love it i concur so good so much yeah what would you say to the jade who just before she got her pt license the mm. course what would you say to her to believe in your motherfucking self believing in yourself is going to be like the biggest gift that you can give to really know that you're here for something greater than you think that you are and to just let go of comparison like stop com- stop comparing yourself to others it's it, it doesn't serve you yeah mm. it's like the one like worst thing 
It's like, you know, a disease. It's like having a cold. It destroys your self-worth. It destroys your self-worth. And it steals your joy. Comparing Mm -hmm. yourself steals your joy. So it's just that conscious reminder of just letting that that shit go, babe. (laughs) Love it. Absolutely love it. What wise words do you tell yourself? Or what wise words would you like to end on? I am going to say just these two words that I, and it's it's from Sarah Blondin, who is an incredible, I'm pretty sure she's like a self kind of love coach, but it is, yeah, just having love for yourself and just to really let yourself know that you are listening. So it's just those two words of, I love you, I am listening. It's so powerful. It's so powerful when you can actually allow yourself to say to yourself I am listening like what what is going on kind of thing because it's so easy to force down and not credit like our emotions or you know the stuff that we really need to process right so just allowing yourself to say to yourself that you you love yourself and that you're listening if you need to hear more of what Jade has to say hit her up on socials Jade Dallas health coach on Instagram Jade Dallas health and movement coach on Facebook or head to the jadedallasway.com well that's almost it from me here on Misadventurous if you dig what you hear and want to keep up to date with every single episode of the Misadventurous podcast hit subscribe however you're listening to this right now and if you want to be even more of a legend and help other wayward adventurers find this path i'd love it if you head on over to itunes and rate and review this podcast go on five stars for all that positivity right so until next time and don't forget it's the small choices that we make every single day that build up to that big change that you're working towards so stay with it (laughs) 